You're listening to the Google Ads Podcast, brought to you by Solutions Aid, the Google Ads agency. Hey everyone, Regina here from Starter PPC. Today I want to talk to you about like a 30,000 foot view level of how a small business grows and what it means to actually achieve growth and why businesses hit these brick walls when they try to grow and they can't, they can't get past this, this certain size that they're at. So where to start? (laughs) So oftentimes, so I want to start by talking about the concept of growing a small business uh, in general. So First of all, you know, a sales funnel, right? Usually you see a picture of it looking like a a funnel because at the bottom you have bottom of funnel and then, and so there's not too many people. These are the people that are like completely ready to buy, right? So in the world of Google ads, the people in the bottom of the funnel, they're, they're kind of searching for the product or for the service that you are offering, right? And you know, they have their wallet in their hand and they're like, They're just looking for which one to buy. Then you have middle of funnel. So it gets a little bit bigger as you go up the funnel. Middle of funnel is usually people that have decided they need to buy something, but they don't exactly know which one or how to go about it. So for example, if it's service-based, they might, they might be searching for like, you know, what's the most cost-effective way to, to, to hire uh, an agency or, you know, which is the, you know, which questions to ask when hiring an agency. So you can tell they're going to hire an agency. You just don't know which one or, you know, what type of agency they want yet. In the world of products, that would be like, yeah, questions like, I'm blanking. I don't know, best shirts for summer. You know, they want a summer shirt, but you don't know if they want like a crop top or whatever. Um, Top of funnel, these are people that have a problem and they're looking for advice they haven't realized they need to pay money for it yet, right? So this would be someone searching for like how to solve the, my, you know, body odor problems, um, you know, where to uh, go to uh, uh, find friends, you know, whatever it is that they're looking to solve and you have a solution, but they don't know about you or even that product yet. That's that service, whatever you're selling. All right. So that's the sales funnel. And usually when you start out as a small business, you're going to start at the bottom of the funnel and you're going to move your way up as you grow. Now, this is a concept that our founders, Kasim and John, realized they had this epiphany, realized that's how that works early on many, many, many years ago. And they were one of the first ones to start talking about this concept. So you're going to, you know, you're going to start out by just targeting the easy, low hanging fruit, right? Bottom of the funnel. There's not too many people in that market, but there's, they're ready to go. Maybe one click and done two clicks and done. They're ready to buy and you can identify them, right? Because they're looking for the thing you have, right? Uh, uh, Google ads agency would be a keyword that, you know, we would target someone looking for an agency, best Google ads agencies or whatever. If you're selling a product, orange crop top, size small. (laughs) like that's pretty bottom of funnel right there. You know, they're just sitting there with their credit card looking for which one to put it in for. So oftentimes, you know, because Startup PPC, we work with businesses with $5,000 budgets or less. So most of the, like, yeah, all of the clients we work with are doing bottom of funnel, maybe a little bit of middle of funnel. If they come to us and they're doing a ton of top of funnel, we always shut that off. That's why oftentimes 
at Zura PPC, since we do specialize in small businesses, we oftentimes try to steer clear of doing the full performance max campaign. We've been trying to just do performance max shopping only because performance max can often waste small businesses money early on if it's not a well-established PMAX campaign yet by just doing a ton of top of funnel marketing. And we're going to get into that, what that looks like in a minute. So they come to us, they're doing bottom of funnel. And oftentimes it's easy to get a high return when you're just doing the bottom of funnel, right? Because you're just so small that you're not even maxing out the bottom of funnel traffic yet. So you can kind of just carve out a corner of the market and you don't have to pay the really competitive high price cost per clicks. And you can, you know, get a, get a higher return than the, than your larger competitors are getting even. They come to us and they, they ask us to help them grow. And this is where the challenge begins, right? Because oftentimes when you add budget, as I'm sure all of you guys have seen, <laughs> you add budget and your return goes down. Your, your cost per acquisition goes up or your MER shrinks. Uh, MER means media efficiency ratio. Cost per acquisition can mean cost per lead or cost per customer, whichever metric you're, you're looking at. So you have to decide, do I want to stay small or do I want to try to pass this chasm of growth where, you know, it becomes really hard because the, the MER is shrinking, but I'm not yet making enough profit to cover my overhead like my larger competitors are. So my, my return is shrinking and I need more profit. The only way to get more profit is to grow, but the, but the growth brings shrinking, shrinking returns. And so you just decide to stay small. Okay. So the reason why this is happening is because growth means going up the funnel, right? So as we've just talked about people up the funnel are not yet ready to buy. So it becomes less efficient, right? Those people are going to be clicking three times, four times, 10 times. And it's not just that they're clicking on your ad 10 times, right? You need to also have new types of ads. What do I mean by new types of ads? I'm talking about middle of funnel ads or top of funnel ads. They need to, uh, which also we'll get to in just a second. They also need to kind of be in your, in your sphere for a while, right? A lot of people need a lot of warming up because they're gonna start at the top, they don't even know what they need for a solution, then they need to research solutions. This could take days, weeks, it depends on what you're selling, months sometimes. And so there's also kind of a, a brand awareness aspect to it, right? You need to show up in their sphere several times. It's like when you're making a new friend, right? You don't go to a, an event, meet someone, and just hit it off immediately and suddenly you're best friends. Usually you, see this person several times they're kind of in your circle of friends in your networking and over time you figure out you have things in common that's kind of how it is right they need to have good vibes about you they need to know that you have the solutions that you're looking for and that you are the best fit for that solution so it just becomes more expensive because you have to do all that heavy lifting to get them warmed up to your brand how do you do this heavy lifting there's kind of two pieces of this puzzle, right? There's the, there's the more middle of funnel and top of funnel ads inside the campaign. And then there's the things that those ads require, okay, over here. And so the things that, 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 the, that those ads require in order to run them, let me actually back up and just tell you what, it, what I mean by middle of funnel or top of funnel ads, finally. So usually uh, a top of funnel or middle of funnel campaign would be something like a YouTube outbound 
campaign, for example. So running video ads, but not just to the list of people that went to your site, to a new, fresh, cold audience who can now see your videos. This is really great, especially for lead gen, because usually you're selling yourself and your processes and your services. So you you need to have videos so people can see your face and, and they can see what they're who they're hiring, who they're going to be working with. So uh, coming out with some videos that uh, talk to cold leads is great for lead gen YouTube outbound campaign. Another example would be, you know, if you're running search ads, targeting different keywords, right? Not just people looking for that product or that service, but people comparing and contrasting different types of products or services, you know, best questions to ask an agency, you know, fashion trends for summer, things like that. So search campaigns. Uh, and by the way, if you're going to start adding middle of funnel and top of funnel search terms, I would put them into separate campaigns. So we oftentimes as we're growing is we'll have a bottom of funnel campaign. We call it BOF search. Uh, stands for bottom of funnel. And then we'll start making like a top of funnel or middle of funnel, TOF or MOF search. And those have separate budgets because if you just try to start adding those keywords into your bottom of funnel campaign, you'll find there's a lot more traffic looking for the middle of funnel, top of funnel, and they'll take all the budget and you'll stop doing any bottom of funnel uh, search targeting if you try to combine budgets. So make sure to separate those into campaigns. More examples would be like full-blown PMAX, right? Full-blown performance max campaigns just do whatever they want to do. So they spend a lot of your budget on things like outbound display. That would be like an image-based ad going to a cold audience, right? That's like a billboard. That's just warming people up to your brand. Now we're doing brand awareness. More examples of this would be Gmail ads. This is great for clothing industries, clothing companies, by the way. Definitely you want to run Gmail, Gmail ads, Gmail remarketing, uh, in the beginning, but then adding Gmail outbound, you know, when you're in your inbox and you see like, it looks like an email, but it says like promoted, promoted, uh, that is a Gmail ad. And when you open it up, it's got like, you know, clothes that you <laughs> want to buy, not just clothes. I'm sure there's other types of usually product-based, um, brands that benefit from Gmail ads, but, uh, clothing especially does well with Gmail. Okay, so that's that's what a what I mean by when I say middle of funnel and top of funnel ads. However, in order to run these ads, we cannot just have a, a drop shipping store, a bare bones drop shipping store. Uh, we cannot just have a bare bones website that sells services with three pages on it and a contact us button. It's fine when you're just starting out and that's all you have and you're just targeting bottom of funnel and you're just trying to get the gears going on your business. But I think the mistake that clients make is they hire an agency like us and they expect us to be able to just grow the ads in a vacuum and they're not putting the other pieces in place that we need in order to help them grow. So what we, what we need our clients to do while we're building the ads is build a brand. People call it build a brand. I like to call it pulling out all the stops. You'll hear me say that phrase a lot, pulling out all the stops, but it's synonymous with build a brand, right? You need to, first of all, make sure your website is great. Make sure the click-through rate is high. You might want to start adding a blog to your website. Uh, that's the type of thing where, you know, if someone goes to your website more than once, they're going to be looking for fresh content. 
by the way, also Google will see that you're posting fresh content on your site and it's going to be the, the most impactful thing to things like SEO. So if somebody has been to your site before and you're adding blog posts and they're over here in Google now searching for similar services or reading about similar services, Google's going to be much more likely to put you higher on the organic search results if you have fresh blog posts and that person will see your website and think that you're a lot bigger than you are, right? So that's, you know, blogging is one way to help build a brand. Great for lead gen, not so great for product-based businesses. YouTube channels, okay? Guys, I cannot stress enough how valuable YouTube channels are. What's really cool about YouTube is every video that you make while you're working with us and you give it to us to, to run either for YouTube remarketing or YouTube outbound, it builds in views because of the ads and Google will see those views and count them just the same as Google would count an organic view. And so your YouTube channel gets the opportunity to go to, to, to grow a lot faster. If you're creating actively and consistently creating YouTube videos while you're running YouTube ads, but that's another example of, of building your brand without that, a, we can't run those outbound YouTube or run even effective remarketing YouTube. But B, when people who've interacted with your business once and they, they're considering hiring you or buying a product from you goes to YouTube, Google will be more likely to feed them your brand because they've been to your site, because they've, you know, searched for your brand name, et cetera, et cetera. So that person will think you're a lot bigger than you are because they'll start seeing you everywhere. Google will feed them, feed you to them because Google wants you to buy and be successful too. Sorry, Google wants that user to buy and have their every wish fulfilled. So things like that. Uh, social media posts, also very important. You know, if you're just a drop shipping store and you don't have anything else set up, you don't have a YouTube channel where you're, where you're posting videos or, or social media or a blog, you do run the risk of people just think, seeing you as a drop shipping store and buying on Amazon instead, right? Like people are sketched out about small businesses who just set up a quick store and then steal your money and, and run away with it. So uh, that's the type of thing that can build, that can establish trust. Okay, then you get into some pretty fancy campaigns uh, when you wanna do things like top of funnel searches, you, you, you wanna go to a landing page for those, right? So bottom of funnel, you're just gonna send them to the home page of your site, right? Or if they're searching for a service, you're gonna send them to the service page of, that, of your website. Top of funnel searches like how do I, for that, you need like a value bomb landing page, which answers their main pain point on that page. Oftentimes you're gonna wanna have a lead magnet, right, for them to opt in and learn more. We've seen things like free calculators as value bomb and then a, a, a call to action to opt in and learn more, which is the lead magnet. That's the type of thing that works for these top of funnel landing pages. As an agency, we're not able to help you grow without those resources. So if, you know, if you decide to work with an agency and you're not actively working on establishing a brand, don't expect to grow. Unfortunately, you're going to hit a brick wall. Okay. I want to rattle off a couple of don'ts before the end of the video. First of all, don't run top of funnel campaigns 
with open-ended audience targeting, right? You want to choose a, a, a hyper-targeted audience because Google will just take your money and just show it to anyone and just waste it because Google loves to spend the full budget and it doesn't really know where to target it. So you want to pick an in-market audience or a keyword-based audience for it to target. Don't choose too wide of an audience either. Try to pick your number one when you're just small and you're running like, for example, out on outbound YouTube, make sure to put an audience in there. Okay. Don't turn off the top of funnel campaigns just because you're not seeing conversions show up in Google ads. Guys, again, this takes days, weeks, sometimes months for people to convert. They might be interacting with your campaigns, seeing you everywhere, maybe even clicking once in a while. And none of that gets tracked. It's very common for top of funnel campaigns to show zero conversions, even though they did have an influence on the sale. What they do is they help increase the conversion rate on your bottom of funnel ads. <clears throat> so just because you don't see conversions, do not turn them off. Also, when you turn them off, you kind of reset the learning algorithm, right? Like let's say you have 20 videos in a campaign and the algorithm is consistently spending $10, $20 every single day on this campaign for a month. And it's starting to get the hang of which videos work well for which type of person. Sometimes it even figures out, okay, video A goes great for the first two impressions. And then once they've seen two impressions, I'm finding that video B works really well for impressions number three and four for that same user, right? So it starts to identify these patterns to try to get longer view rates and higher click-through rates. If you turn it off, you're resetting all of that. You're kind of interrupting its whole process and it, it and all that data gets old. It has to start over when you, re, when you relaunch it. So just consistency guys give the algorithm consistency once you turn on a top of funnel campaign keep it on no matter what you see you can optimize it you can add more videos you can improve the lifestyle images in a display ad by the way videos and lifestyle images the best ones are always going to be people looking at the camera talking to the camera smiling with the text you know underneath them as they talk <clears throat> okay another don't try to avoid lowering your budget of your, of your overall account, Google Ads account in general. I would say the one exception to this rule is seasonality. And obviously if your business is about to like crash and burn because of cash flow issues. In general, if you have a bad month and you decide to just lower your budget because you don't, you, you, you can't you don't wanna take the risk of having another bad month, it's okay if you have to do it uh, but it does set you back, right? All of that learning that, that the algorithm just did to expand its knowledge of your market goes away. And, you know, the bad month could have been a fluke or a blip. Next month, you know, it could be way better, especially because of all the optimizations you made during the month when it was bad. So, um, yeah, the one exception to this is seasonality. If you're like, oh man, I know for the winter, the market size dips like 20%. So let's just plan on a 20% lower budget all winter, that's fine. I, I understand that because that's just how it goes. And then the last don't that I have for you guys here today is when you start to grow and the return starts to go down, don't just apply a TROAS rule or a TCPA um, bid setting and just leave it at, uh, on. Every time you apply those settings, they should be applied temporarily, right? We have a rule internally where we only apply them for max seven days every month. And the reason for that is because when they're applied, the algorithm only goes after um, a small segment of your 
market and all the other data that it was working on, it stops learning about. In fact, all that data gets old. Um, you'll find that the budget won't spend fully and your entire account will start to shrink. <clears throat> so it's great for hitting goals, like if you need to for a week to push the algorithm, but don't leave it on. Um, to deal with a shrinking, a shrinking return, it's complicated. <laughs> I feel like it's a video for another day. Actually, I made an entire video on this and it's called the number one mistake that small businesses make with Google ads. And it's all about what, how to identify what your mer needs to be and what it should be and what you should be able to accept because that return, right? Marketing efficiency ratio is kind of set by the market. So it will shrink, but you need to know what is my minimum? What is acceptable? What is, what is competitive that my other competitors are operating on? This is the one I need to be okay with. And once it goes below that, then I have a problem. Then I need to slow my growth and let the algorithm learn and, and do some, you know, optimizations until it can, until it can learn. So know your numbers, you guys, I'm going to, I'm going to continue talking about numbers. Definitely go back and watch that video. The number one mistake that small businesses make because it runs through some scenarios and it explains how to grow, how to think about growth from a, from a return perspective. All right. I think that's everything for you. If you like this video, don't forget to like and subscribe. It really helps us tell the algorithms that we're putting out valuable content so that more people can see it. Thank you for watching. Thanks for listening to the Google Ads Podcast. For more ways to grow your business with Google Ads, you can subscribe to the Solutions 8 YouTube channel. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend. And if you'd like to work with the best Google Ads agency in the world, you can visit Solutions 8 at sol8.com. Custom here. If you're running Google Ads, even if your campaigns are successful, my years of experience have taught me that there are almost always enormous improvement opportunities. Now, what if the best Google Ads agency in the world was willing to review your Google Ads campaigns for free and provide you with a comprehensive action plan, no cost or obligation? Notice, I didn't say audit or evaluation. I said action plan, a bullet point by bullet point breakdown of exactly what needs to be done to improve your Google Ads campaigns. Yours to keep, no cost or obligation. Head over to solate.com to get a free Google Ads action plan customized for your business. No strings attached. That's S-O-L-8.com. S-O-L, the number 8.com.